What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Thursday, January 16th, very special edition of the podcast today. I will be joined by Blake Lovell, who breaks down the madness that has been this college basketball season. But first and foremost, I want to thank our sponsors at S.Y. Wilson, the historic Arlington Depot Square in Arlington, Tennessee. For all of your Memphis Tiger needs and your SEC needs, your bait and tackle needs, your, and your outdoor needs, head over to S.Y. Wilson and tell them that Mitch Davis sent you, and they'll hook you right up. They've got a brand new line of Memphis apparel that will look good on anybody and for anybody in the whole house. So head on over to S.Y. Wilson and be sure to tell them that Mitch Davis sent you. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page at the Mitch Davis Show. Shoot me an email, the Mitch Davis Show at AOL.com, or find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. And also check out all my work on No Huddle Sports and also TigerSportsReport.com. Without further ado, I want to welcome Blake Lovell to the podcast today. I am welcomed now by a friend and a colleague, Blake Lovell, who covers SEC basketball for clutch points. Also, has got a very good podcast. He's a regular on the show. It's college basketball season. How you doing, Blake? Doing well, Mitch. Yeah, great to have, uh, have things coming back on with you. And, uh, thanks for having me. Man. I like doing it. Man, we got I had to have you on to try to make sense of this uh, insane college basketball season. What are some of your early takeaways from this basketball season? Well, you said it. I mean, it's been nuts. I don't, you know, for anybody who. Anybody who's been successful in betting on college basketball this season, uh, they are the elite in the league because uh, if I would have to do that, it would not be easy to do because as we've seen, it's just uh, it's impossible to predict. The weekend and week out, game in and game out, uh, who are going to be the teams that win and who are going to be the teams that lose? Because, you know, I think we kind of talked about it before we started recording. I think it's just a case of there just truly aren't any of those, you know, truly great teams from top to bottom. I mean, that's not to knock any of the teams have better records, it's just that maybe more so this year than in other years, we look at those top teams, and whereas before, but well, these teams maybe don't have, you know, we can't really notice any huge flaws. Well, it seems like we can notice a little bit more of the flaws this year, and that's what kind of led to the last guess But on the same side, I think if you look around and you're just seeing that gap being closed pretty much everywhere, you know, where those teams that used to be at the bottom of the pack, middle of the pack, uh, they're able to kind of start closing the gap with those traditional, you know, blue blood type teams we've already talked about, and that's led to, to a lot more of the craziness. So. Let's talk a little bit about closing that gap, and, you know, what are some things that maybe the smaller teams are doing? Maybe like a Wichita State or like a, you know, like somebody like Alabama who's closing that gap on Auburn and Kentucky. You know, what are they doing differently this year than we have yet to see in the past? Yeah, I think continuity and playing style are two things I always look at because, uh, you know, you think about it and we said before, I mean, look back at UF Austin beating Duke and look back at, at some of these other teams that have put off the jet sets. I mean, I think at this point that would be the biggest bet at this point of the season. But, you know, you look at it and I think it's just because you have more experienced guys who have been in their system for longer than some of these younger guys who, who may be, you know, ranked higher in the recruiting sphere and, you know, be considered more talented, I guess, uh, from somebody watching. But it's just they don't have the same experience and they don't have the same sort of continuity in their system. And when you see some of these teams that are able to have more 
you know, juniors and seniors and not be hit by the transfers and all of that, it's easier to close the gap because some of these teams are literally throwing four or five players on the floor that have not ever played together before, aside from, you know, in the summer going into the season. So I think that's how you do it. You just do it like that. And, you, you know, how you mentioned Alabama, I think that's a team that plays such a unique style to where if you can play a different style like that, and, and that's the same point you made about a team like Stephen F. Austin, you know, they play such an aggressive style on defense to where they're just not easy to play. And it's sort of the case with Alabama where they play so fast that if you're able to kind of, you know, be able to, to be really good at what you do, you can close that gap pretty quickly, and we're starting to see that with so many teams. You cover SEC and the national college basketball spectrum a little bit here. You know, what are maybe two teams, one from the SEC and one from the national standpoint, that has really surprised you this year and surprised a lot of people? Well, I think Arkansas would have to be considered the biggest surprise for me because I, you know, and again, I'm here and I was wrong. I was wrong. And it wasn't maybe more so wrong, whereas it was just I had no idea what to expect from them. And so they were a team that, you know, I had no clue. Where do you put Arkansas on this season? Because they have a new head coach who's going to play a completely different type of way. And they have a roster that absolutely has no size. And pretty much looks like a roster filled with guards. So it's like, what do you do with a team like that? And, well, we've seen Musk, you know, really figure it out and work it to perfection at this point, really. You know, you consider how well they play. So I think Arkansas has to be considered a team that's certainly been, you know, the most surprising, I think, for most people in the SEC at this point. National level, I mean, I, I would probably start with a team like Dayton, who, you know, has gone from being a team. We knew they had a really good player, you know, an Obi Toppy, but we didn't know that they were going to be 15 and 2 right now. And certainly, you know, being in contention for one of the better teams in the country without question. So I think you look at a team like that, you know, we went into the season looking at the A10, we said, hey, you know, it could be BC, Davidson, uh, then Dayton. Well, right now, we think Dayton kind of stay, you know, above everyone else. And, you know, the A10's gotten a lot stronger, too. But I think we sit there right now uh, playing as well as they have. Uh, I think they certainly a team to keep an eye on it. They look like a team that could undoubtedly, uh, you know, compete for the national championship. You know, last night, there was a big game in the SEC. Alabama defeated Auburn 83-64. What did you see out of that game? And what is, what are some of the flaws you see in Auburn who came into that game undefeated and now suffered their first loss of the season? Yeah, I don't, you know, I know a lot of people will, will kind of have different thoughts on how that game was going to play out. I don't know that it went all of that surprisingly, you know, the way people expected. I really thought that this was a great chance for Alabama to win this game. They have a lot of momentum. Uh, they played well, even losses against Florida and Kentucky. I just felt like, you know, home crowd, that type of setting, I really felt like a good spot for Alabama to win that game. Now, you can certainly say we didn't expect them to win by 19, but I think it goes back to with Auburn. This is just not as good of a shooting team as it was a year ago. And to, to be sitting there, you know, at 15 and 0, that's, I kept trying to tell people, you can't knock a team for being 15 and 0, no matter how you proceed their schedule, uh, which again, I think was a little bit overblown too. They didn't play in those top 10 type teams. They played a lot of really good teams and they beat them all. And so I think, though, with them, what's going to stand out, and we saw this last night, is they turn the ball over a lot, which has not really been a problem for them. But the thing is, is if you turn the ball over and you don't shoot it well, that's just a recipe for disaster when it comes to trying to win on the road against anybody. 
And this is not as good of a shooting team as it was last year. It's not a very good free throw shooting team. I think those two things in particular could catch up to them to where, you know, maybe they're not a, another final four at the team as well as that started. Uh, but on the flip side, I do think this is a spot where they have to rebound pretty quickly because they go to Florida on Saturday. Uh, but I, I still think this is probably, at least to me, the best team in the SEC. Um, I know a lot of people look at that game last night and say, well, happy to say that. I, they, just, they just still have that it factor. And I think this is more of a rivalry type of matchup in a bad sort of setting uh, to where I, I'm not sure a lot of teams would have won that game. There weren't any of the teams around the country. It would have been really hard to beat Alabama last night. Uh, so if you look at it that way, Auburn's still going to in that top tier probably with Kentucky for me. And, and LSU, you want to put LSU there because they started great and they just keep winning. Um, so it's very interesting to see where Auburn goes from here. If they're able to, to sort of fix some of the shooting moves they've had. We've made it to the midway point in January. Not even the midway point through the SEC so far. What do you expect out of this rest of the season? Is Kentucky, LSU, and Auburn going to start kind of going away from the pack? Or is this, with the craziness of college basketball, do you see the SEC kind of catching up to those guys? And what do you expect out of the rest of the conference? Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Because, you know, even if this had on Auburn and LSU and Kentucky and, you know, we get into Arkansas, Florida, in there, I, I think, you know, still, do I trust any of those teams completely right now? Uh, I don't know. And I think it's, again, maybe just the case that we're not looking at any truly teams that we thought are just that definition of great just yet. But the thing is, we see that, you know, half a season ago, and they can get there. Um, and so, as all the coaches, you know, they always say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You know that. And some of these teams are starting to hit their stride a bit. Some of these teams maybe hit their stride earlier and are starting to have a few bumps in the road. Uh, either way, I do think, like I said, I, I would probably, I just, I'm not there with Florida anymore. I, I was one of the I was probably someone as high on Florida as anyone. Um, but I, I just, I can't trust them anymore. And I think that's a situation where, I do think I trust Auburn, Kentucky, LSU a little bit more. I know Kentucky lost on the road to South Carolina. You know, we hadn't mentioned that. But that's, you know, that's sort of a situation, too, where I think it's just one of those deals where sometimes you play at South Carolina and, you know, things go wild. And we saw that, you know, with them getting that the buzzer beater and all that and beating Kentucky, uh, it was not Kentucky's best game. But if you still look from top to bottom, you've got to feel like Kentucky can have a chance to be right there at the top. And I'll, I'll go back to it quickly, too. Alabama is a team that I would not sleep on because not just saying that with their win against Auburn, this team has played a really tough schedule. They've played their best basketball probably over the past month or so. And again, even with those two losses they had at Florida Kentucky, they had chances to win both of those games. And now when you look at their upcoming schedule, I think it sets up pretty nicely, and I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama locked up being right there in the mix uh, in terms of certainly had a chance to make the tournament. Blake, last question for you. The rest of the country is now just tuning into college basketball with college football ending. You know, what would you say to them to expect out of the rest of the college basketball scene nationally? Well, I think in a year like this, where for some reason, you know, like we talked about, yes, we can point out that they maybe don't feel like there are any truly great teams. And I think you'd have arguments on both sides where people would say, well, you know, I think that hurts the game, and other people would say that's positive. And that, you know, well, if you don't have any truly great teams where everybody, you know, where you have those, maybe those Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky teams of years past that felt invincible, 
Um, so that was maybe a good thing with the people would tune in to, to see if someone could beat them. And you don't really have that this year because, as we've seen, everybody's vulnerable and everybody's being beat uh, to this point, I guess, except for San Diego State, so the only undefeated team left. Uh, but otherwise, I, I do think it makes it a little more exciting. Uh, and, and again, it's probably a preference thing where I maybe some people like to watch to see those really top, top tier teams. You know, if they have a big undefeated streak or something going, they want to see them get beat. Um, and you want to root for the underdog. But I think this is a year where, you know, I don't know. I mean, is, is everyone an underdog? Because it's like, there's no one that's really, you know, sort of gotten to that point to where they just look completely invincible. And I just think that makes for more interesting games. It makes for more excitement because you don't ever know what's going to happen in some of these games this year. Yes, there are still those elite type of teams at the top with Kansas and Baylor and you know, Duke and all these other teams that we mentioned. But it's just there's certainly a lot less room for error because some of these other teams are kind of catching up to them. And I just think it makes for a more fun game. It may not be what everybody wants to see. Um, everybody may think that college basketball is in a bad spot. But I still think you have a lot more exciting games. They're just it's a lot more fun when you have everyone that feels like they're sort of even and you feel like it's a year uh, where really, you know, 20-plus teams uh, could certainly make the case for having a chance to win a national title. Blake, it's always a pleasure having you on. I'm sure, actually, I know we'll have you back on later as, you know, later in the year as we get closer to March Madness and also the SEC tournament. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mitch. Uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, all the different stuff that I do, the Marching Madness podcast. You can find on any podcast app you use, uh, certainly uh, for Blue Ribbon College Basketball, your podcast, Joel. Uh, lots of those you can check out. Uh, I know the team's already started, but it's a great resource for anyone who wants to keep kind of looking at different teams throughout the season. Uh, you can check that out. And uh, the best way for us to just uh, find me on Twitter at the Blake Bubble. Blake, thanks so much, man, and have a great day, and enjoy this crazy college basketball season. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. I want to give a special thank you to Blake Lovell for coming on the show today. It's always college basketball season when Blake Lovell comes on the show, so we greatly appreciate him coming on the podcast today. Be sure you head on over to SR Wilson this weekend for all your Memphis and SEC needs and also your outdoor needs. SR Wilson, the historic Arlington Depot Square. They've got the latest line of Memphis apparel that will make anybody in your household very happy. So head on over to SR Wilson and tell them that Mitch Davis sent you. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the face of page at the Mitch Davis Show. Find the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in. The Mitch Davis Show. Also, shoot us an email at themitchdavisshow at AOL.com and read all my work at tigersportsreport.com and also nohuddlesports.com. I want to thank Blake Lovell again for coming on the podcast and hope you guys enjoyed it.